Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab.com. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSCs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. And uh, we did double check. It looks like Yahoo. Uh, Bob found the uh, article. It was back in 2018, actually, where they do block adding images. And it's a good security feature, really, these days with um, phishing schemes that are out there, guys. Uh, if your company is not using uh, security awareness training, to train your people into how to spot these phishing schemes, you're just an accident waiting to happen. Um, I know there's a lot of technologies out there to reduce the chance of your company getting hit with phishing schemes. That'll bring ransomware into your how into your computer and your business. But you need to train your people, and uh, we offer security awareness training, and a lot of companies I'm sure do as well. That will literally fish your entire employees. Uh, all your staff, and we'll see how bad they are. We'll see how how uh, apt they are to click on a tricked email, and then we'll train them, and then we'll fish them again, and we'll see if they've learned anything. And if they fall for the fish again, we call you guys the clickers, and you get some more training, <laughs> and we send out some more phishing uh, phishing emails. And if you click again, you're in the remedial class. <laughs> and we'll train you again um but believe it or not it's i, I joke but it, the, the smartest folks uh are falling for these things we have a lot of obviously very intelligent clients uh professionals uh, attorneys manufacturers you name it engineers these guys very very smart people doctors you know dentists you name it they're all clicking so I've had to retrain myself to click on the fish button instead of the delete button. <laughs> right. The beauty of our security awareness training, actually, is it kind of rewards you uh, when you click and say, hey, this is a phishing email, I think. And then you get all these little, hey, congratulations, you know your fish. Uh, so it's a little Pav- Pavlovian in there where you have to kind of click on that email and get that reward. But it's designed to keep you top of mind, always thinking, because these bad guys are sending you emails that will trick you into clicking the attachment and delivering ransomware to encrypt your entire company's business. I had a call uh, this week from a from a business. Uh, they're not a customer of Tab, but somebody told him to call and talk with me, and we talked about what happened to him. He got hit. His company got hit with ransomware. He's about 150 employees, and uh, fully encrypted his business. His website was down. His whole company was down. And uh, he had called to see if we could help him speed up his restoration. You see, what he did, unfortunately, was counseled to just put his backup in the cloud. And it took days for the poor guy to get his data back. 
because the cloud he chose was in, you know, obviously inexpensive to the point where it'll download it, but at a very slow speed. And so his company was just down waiting for the data to come off the cloud. Uh, that beach ball was just going round and round. <laughs> yeah. So a poor guy was trying to download and then it had to, he had to wipe his, well, he wasn't going to wipe his servers. And I recommended that he do that because who knows what the bad guys left for backdoors, root kits, all sorts of stuff on the servers. So we had to talk about his approach to dealing with his disaster once his data came down. I don't know. It was day, I, I followed up to see how he did, but I don't know yet. He, he has not responded. Um, to see how it went for him. But he had already been down three days when he called us asking for a way to speed up the process if there was a way out there. And I'm like, there really isn't. So if you're paying for off-site backup and it's really cheap, <laughs> understand that it's good if they're not going to really jump to get your data back down when you need it. And it's a really bad day when you've paid for your flood insurance and the insurance carrier pays you eight years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're, they're just sending you a check for a dollar a week. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's what cheap offsite backup does for you. And of course, it was, his was file level backup, not image, which is even more of a problem. And I'm not trying to make your guys hair hurt out there, but a backup is not all the same. All right. Your backup and your disaster recovery needs to be more than just your files or your data sitting off site. You need local repositories. You need the ability of your IT company to actually bring out a spare system and get you up and running with your restoration rather than you monkeying around with your messed up systems. Um, and you know, obviously companies like Tab do do that for our customers. But it was just a sad story. But it all comes back around to security awareness training and phishing and why the attachments that are coming out these days are being blocked by so many companies. So how much money does a company with 150 employees lose each day that they're down and they can't do business. Right. It's, yeah, not good. It's not good. So let's get back to your calls. We're going to go to Bill in Westbrook. What's going on, Bill? Good morning. Um, my recall is not what it used to be, but I, I seem to recall when I got emails that had a link, mm -hmm. I used to be able to just double-click the link and it would bring me right to that uh, site. Mm -hmm. And now... It doesn't do that. I have to right-click it and say open in another window, and then it brings me to that other site. Is there, uh, well, is again, there an easy, easy fix to that? To that or? It's, it's back to, again, um, more security and email. Normally, you're going to hit the control key, and you're going to hit that link. Um, but that link could be malicious. So be careful. <laughs> Clicking on links in email these days is, in many cases, Russian roulette. Your best bet is to go to the Speaking site. If you know if it's a login, don't click on that 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 link. Go to the website in your browser right. separately. www. And then log in as you. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is click on the link. Right, but if you have to, Bill, usually it's a control click, and that'll work. Uh, with an email, it depends on your browser. It depends on or, or your mail client as, to, as far as what it's doing to help you or prevent whatever issue. Uh, it's trying to save you from. It could be a bad link. You could have some nice security features and they're trying to save you. Um, but be cautious. Does that make sense? I know it sounds silly, but it's it's true. It's really the email is the bane of IT existence right now. So so don't be aggravated. Be be, be happy. Be happy you couldn't get there. You might be like, oh geez, okay. I'm <laughs> I'm glad okay. I couldn't get there. It saved me a lot of headaches, right? Darn, so darn it, I'm I'm so disappointed I couldn't get that extortion where. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I give you one other quickie? Yeah, sure. Or, or maybe it's not a quickie. But, okay. Um, back to email situation. Mm -hmm. When I when I'm on a website 
that I want to, um, you know, share something with somebody, somebody else on email. And I'll have, sometimes I'll have like the little uh, icon that has the letter that, you know, you can just click on it. It's supposed to bring you to allow you to load the email. Um, oh, the letter. You mean the picture of the envelope? Picture of the envelope. Yeah, sorry, okay. Right? Not the letter. I'm the thinking of a character or a letter, but go, okay, go ahead. No, you're right. Envelope. Yeah. Um, when I do it, it just, it, a, a blue screen pops up and just says choose which account to send the email from. And there's, there's nothing on there. Just a, and then there's a cancel box. So I'm just wondering, is there something I need to do to set up my? So you're trying to email? open the email? Uh, no, no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to share a. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, you know, I'm trying to share something from a website via email to somebody else. And right. The website, you know, the website gives you like options. You can text it. You can email it. You can use Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, so but you when you do that, when you do that though, you have to put in your credentials to allow for the website to have that link work. Like if you if you share it through any kind of account like that, I would recommend you not do that. <laughs> really, I'm doing all the bad things. Huh? I wouldn't do it that way. <laughs> I would. Um, I, I never want to put my. It's asking you to use what account, so you're going to have to put in your account information to allow the message to be communicated. That's what it's asking you to do. For the, it's asking you to put the credentials in, so it can make the connection. You're better off doing a screenshot. You can do a screenshot. You can do write your own email, and then okay. then take the the URL that you're reviewing and send it along. Anytime right. you're entering credentials or email account information to share stuff, they've. I just don't trust them. <laughs> I mean, who knows where you are, what you're doing, what, what site you're on. Okay. So I wouldn't do it that way, Bill. All right. Thank you. You got it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're going to step out for a quick break here, right, Matt, and get back to more of your calls. We got uh, Ferris on the line, and three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're going to be uh, getting right to your calls. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Three lines open for you. We're going to Ferris in Westerly, Rhode Island. Are you the Ferris? I am Richard Ferris, Eric. Oh. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, sir? Just fine. Hey, I'm a long-term listener, and I've enjoyed your program for years. And uh, I saw it was a nice sunny day, and you had a line open. I thought I'd ask you a question. Yes, I'm glad you called, sir. Um so I'm pretty much a uh, an Apple family here. Uh, got a lot of different devices, and then uh, as time went on, we kept on adding more and more Wi-Fi devices in the house, uh, and different switchings and uh, streaming and this type of thing. Yeah. So uh, from my past, uh, I've been uh, using the AGV uh, base protection that uh, you had recommended a long time a long ago. Long time ago, yeah. AVG antivirus, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it gets the autovirus updates uh, several times a day, and mm-hmm. I find it, kind of feel comfortable with it, and I really haven't had any issues. Yep. But to uh, kind of uh, protect my Wi-Fi devices, I went and plunged into the uh, Norton Core. And uh, that router that uh, has some kind of embedded security to try and keep your mm-hmm. your Internet of Things safe. And I don't know if that works or not, but so far, so good. <laughs> I can I can see you on a camera right now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I smiling? Uh, and um, and so the uh, Norton Core just came out with this uh, Norton Core security. 
Security Plus, uh, which kind of uh, secures your devices. And you can kind of see where I'm going here as to, you know, do I bail out on AGV? Because you finally said, well, you're going to have to finally pay for some protection. And yeah. so I'm kind of in this quandary as to what are you thinking? Well, I mean, if you if you like the Norton solution, you could always stick within that ecosphere. Or what we like to do is spread our security amongst multiple companies. Uh-huh. So in the business world, you know, there's companies out there that'll do everything. Same thing with this Norton. The problem is if they miss something, they're the only company involved, right? Yeah. So I would tell you to use maybe something other than Norton for your antivirus because of what you're doing on the on the Wi-Fi side. So I would tell you to use WebRoot. Okay. That's All right. I've heard you mention that, and I didn't say, well, okay, now a third item here i got to think about. So then what, you, is, what you're saying then is perhaps it's uh, it's time to say goodbye to AGV and uh, pick up WebRoot instead? Yeah, you're going to say bye to the Czech Republic. That was nice of them to write that for free. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're going to go to uh, an American-based company that is writing antivirus software based out of utah i think they are and WebRoot it's does a lovely it. country in utah yeah and yep. and it's different than norton so now you have two companies helping with security go ahead Bob. so WebRoot is real time it doesn't download signatures right uh-huh. so you know you have like real-time protection you don't have uh the issue with the zero day threats as much Right. Uh, yeah, WebRoot's okay. going to actually. The beauty of it is, in the old days, you had to get these inoculations, right? So if you think of the virus, the flu mm-hmm. virus, right? Mm-hmm. You're taking a flu shot. There, you're hoping the virus that they're giving you in your arm, there, the yeah, piece matches, of what it was, yeah. matches the virus that's out yeah. there. So antivirus programs. Imagine a tanker truck full of flu vaccine that the antivirus program has to rip through to see if the virus you have is what they've got a, a solution for. Mm-hmm. WebRoot doesn't even bother with that. It looks at processes. It says Mr. Ferris is running. These applications, and oh wait a minute, I see this strange application, this strange process. I'm just shutting it down. It doesn't uh-huh. even doesn't even look to see about whether or not it's a virus. It just shuts down the process. Uh-huh. Much smarter, much smarter way to go. Okay, great. So then I'm basically using OpenDNS as you had uh, recommended a long time ago, and that. Uh, uh, and so now what I'm basically going to do is. Take the AGV protection off and add WebRoot. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, is there anything I need to watch out for when I make that transition? No, nope. you just going to get they, the home home they edition. Don't do any fist fighting, huh? No, no. I don't okay. think so. Um, it should be re- relatively smooth, and it should cost you roughly two bucks a month. Well, I guess I could afford that. <laughs> and, and then, uh, Eric, on the. Um, the protection of the uh, the Internet of Things, the mm. all the Wi-Fi devices, on is that a, is that a serious uh, issue that I need to worry about, or am I just doing this thing because I'm paranoid? So I have no idea how the Norton Core works, uh-huh. but if you do have a camera that I can find, oh yeah, sometimes I have five. Yeah, I, I'm depending just, on where I am in the world. That's the Internet of Things, right? So your camera yeah. sitting out there as an IP address. If if the Norton Core somehow is a smarter job of keeping your stuff behind the firewall more safe, that's great. However, most of these Internet of Things devices reach out and say, hey, I'm an Internet of Things camera. If you want to connect to your phone, here's how you do it. So if it's a service, it's going to connect in. You're going to log in anyways and try to access it. So if you've got a password of password yeah, a, and a login a and admin. Thing, yeah. Then you're leaving it wide open, whether or not you pay for this core thing. I suspect, but I have done no research on core, so I have no okay. idea. All right, all right. So, all right. Well, I appreciate it. And, all right, uh, Thank you so much for your program and taking the time to do it. It's, uh, 
I think it's real service to the community, even if I have to stream you from Westerly. All right. Well, we appreciate you being there. All right. Thanks. You're welcome, sir. Bye-bye. All right. So four lines wide open on this lovely Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. Real quick, as we wait for your calls, here's one that's kind of creepy. Um, $280,000 fine for a soccer app that snooped, I should say football because this was uh, across the pond, that snooped on fans' phones to snare pub telepirates. This is from my favorite uh, blog over there at the, uh, the register. So here's the thing. You have an app on your phone. And this app is listening. It turns the microphone on to see if it hears you in a pub in England watching a game to see then if the pub itself hasn't paid for the licensing to have the TVs on. How creepy is that? On their show. Yeah. Yeah. That is creepy. So they're going to get my pound of flesh. Well, the, the, yes, that's true. But they should get paid for their content. But to turn on your phone app and listen to where you are to find out if it's happening? Well, that's spying. That's spying, exactly. So uh, they're going to get fined a you know, quarter million, probably pounds, uh, 280,000 pounds because they were doing this. But that just just make you wonder, what kind of apps you got in your pocket? <laughs> What's in your pocket, as it were? listening to where you are what you're doing who knows and did you uh, did you authorize it so you should check your permissions you can go into your phone and check what permissions you've granted you know if you're if your tip and split software that helps you calculate a tip for the for your restaurant has a microphone listening you should ask why <laughs> why are they suggesting what you should have for dessert <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. So feel free to get online, guys. I've got four lines open, but two are starting to ring. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com by Mike G. It's all live. Name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. And then coming up at 11, Dr. Leslie is in the house. And uh, he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for Healthy Rounds. Always a great show. Let's go to your calls. Oh, I also posted some links up here as far as, uh, again, how to check your uh, app's permission. So, again, I told you about that story where they're listening in on uh, folks who enjoy football over there across the pond. And uh, if they're in a pub and they're watching the game, the app's microphone was going on. And then, of course, they're then going after the pub to have them pay their whatever fee they have to pay to do to show the game to their patrons. But uh, if you want to find out if your apps are turning on microphones and they really have no right to have a microphone on or a camera on, you can check the apps and uh, app permissions. And we gave you an, a Wired article that does a very good job uh, describing that for you over at computertalkwithtab.com. Let's go to your calls, Paul and Litchfield next. Hey, Paul, what's up? Good morning. Morning. Um- I have DNS, open DNS installed on a computer. Configured. I've seen, re- configured. Yeah. I've seen remember that you said that it is possible to install it on the, the router that comes into the house so that every computer in my house is automatically covered. Is yes, that, sir. It is. Yep. Could, could you please post those instructions? I will happily do that for you. <laughs> 
But yes, uh, you're going to configure your router. Do you own the router, Paul? No, it belongs to some... Internet company. Yeah, so here's the problem with that. The moment you configure it, even if you can configure it, if they ever have an issue, they're going to default it, and those settings are going to go away. So you, you have to decide to punt the guy's cable hardware and put in your own router and your own modem so you have control of your own destiny. Now, when I go, if I okay, when I go that route, since it's not an if at this point, yeah, um, is it better to get a separate router yes. and modem? Or I think so. In a, an all-in-one. I think it's better to get a separate one because oftentimes your internet connection is coming into your basement, and uh, so you connect the modem down there. Then you run a nice Cat six cable up to maybe your living room, and you plug in your nice new router Wi-Fi firewall. That's going to cover to your entire home up in your living room. Turn all the LEDs off so it doesn't drive your wife crazy. And uh, that's what I'd recommend you do. And then you can okay. configure it. Just make sure you change the password. Don't use the password yeah. as password. Don't you know these, so, these so defaults. I, I shouldn't keep it at one, two, three, four then? Most of the time, they're, they're actually blank. <laughs> so <laughs> don't keep it at blank. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, that's what I would tell you to do, Paul. Buy both devices. You'll pay, they'll pay for themselves rather fast if you look at what you're paying uh, the cable company to rent their hardware. Gotcha. And they can go to Staples or Office Max or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, just that. Okay. Tell them, they'll ask you what you have for a uh, service and um, just buy the right hardware for that. That's just the modem side. You can buy any kind of router you like. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you very much. You got it, sir. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. All right, going to Tom and Waterbury. Hey, Tom. Good morning. How are you? No, I'm doing fine. How are you? Well, good, thanks. Uh, my wife and I are building a home. Oh, cool. Thank you. And uh, as part of that, the uh, builder uh, sick this company on us called um, Guardian, who uh, does the smart home All right. uh, features. And, of course, uh, we know nothing about that. Sounds like security, too. It's it's everything. Uh, door locks, uh, garage doors, cameras, home theater, lighting. Um, okay. Everything's included. They provide a an RG6 uh, quad shield service run and a, and a CAT6 service run. Yeah. The builder does. And then the rest, I guess, goes from uh, this other company installs an access point. Mm-hmm. And um, they're panels or controllers or, or whatever and then you can add from there yeah it, and my question is uh, we're not really sure that this company is the most effective okay. uh, provider because they won't disclose their their prices in advance so, really yes really. <laughs> so, which leaves us very skeptical gives you a pause huh tom it, it, it does <laughs> and you get a one-day meeting where you have to make make your decisions about a about, smart home uh, correct. That's insanity. I mean, I, I, the word smart home and trying to decide is I'm still trying to figure that out, and I've been thinking about it for a decade. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel your pain there. I would tell your builder to just run the lines, and you'll decide what you're going to do later as far as smart or anything or not. Okay, when you say run the lines, though, that's what I'm, I'm really trying to find out. What, at a minimum, uh, do we have to get in order to... Um, put our own systems in later, well, which, which I understand that. I, I understand they want to uh, wire everything right? because it's faster, I guess. Wired connections are faster. And they always work. They always work. Okay. Uh, but, wired works. But they're also very expensive, and unless you really know where you want them, you're, right. it's kind of a waste. And I agree. Most things 
that aren't wireless today will be probably be wireless tomorrow. So, You're right. So I guess I'm back to my original question. What, like, at a minimum, <laughs> do we uh, do we have to use their uh, access point? Uh, no. No. Okay. No, you don't have to use your access point. You can decide on any kind of smart system whenever you want to later. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, wired always works. So if you, you're right about wireless, and uh, for, for cameras, let's say IP cameras, mm-hmm. um, it's nice to have them wired because you're going to power them via the wire, via the internet wire, the ethernet wire, which is Cat5. 5E or Cat6. So wherever you're going to put smart cameras in the future, have them run a drop out there. You don't have to connect it to anything, but have it out there so you don't have to do it later. Before the walls are closed. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's exactly. That's uh, How many square feet are you going to build, Tom? About 2,000. Okay, so you probably would need a, an access point, a wireless access point somewhere in your home in the, in the downstairs and upstairs area. So Front door, back door, watch in the garage, the entry points. Oh, for camera, yeah. yeah. But for an access point for wireless uh, internet, maybe a couple of access points, or even actually one in the middle of your house would probably do fine for your size home. I, I, it's all on one floor, so I think... Uh, oh, beautiful. So Then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Just get a router, like I called, told the last caller, with a good Wi-Fi signal and put that in the middle of your home. Um, but as far... you know, I would, I would wire the cameras, because you're probably going to have cameras in your future. Correct. Um, yeah. If you, as far as doors themselves and, and all the ability to have an app that goes out to the internet and says, open Tom's door, uh, I don't know. There's plenty of examples as to why that's kind of a, a thing that I would avoid unless you have a key that comes along with it where you can whip out the old brass and stick it in the lock and open it You know, if, if your power is out because it's awfully silly to not be able to get in your house because your app's down or the internet's down. Uh, this happened to Google just recently. So... There's no real wires there to run that I can think of. And then, for of course, security. I don't, it depends on the security system you're going to put in. Um, again, you're going to talk to other companies. Some of these companies are going to be cover multiple things, like you're going to have home audio companies, you're going to have security companies, and some companies do it all. You know, security, home audio. I would, I would talk to a bunch of them and get some good ideas before you go too crazy. But if, if the builder will run some, run some wires as part of what he already charged you, Think about where you're putting your cameras, I guess, they is all have, I can tell you. Um, they have pricing. Guardian Home Security has prices on the Internet you can look at as well. Really? I, I tried to find it. And I, uh, I... Yeah. Well, I'm on their page right now. Uh-huh. And uh, the other thing is, is I'm guessing that they're not telling you what the price is going to be because they, they don't know what you want. Gonna, well, this is probably going to be installation. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's uh, like uh, one says uh, plus $99 upfront costs. And then the next one is uh, fifty bucks a month, uh, two ninety nine up front, and one for for the premium plan is sixty bucks a month, yeah. or fifty nine ninety nine. Yikes! You know, it's very plus five hundred dollars up yeah. front. So you're talking that's got to be their installation, yeah, setup fee. So I, I mean, I think I would just think about your IP cameras minimally. That'll say if they're going to run wires for you anyways, and don't bother with cable TV runs. I mean, who's running cable TV runs other than maybe to your basement where your internet might be coming in? Having the old, what did you say, RG six cables? RG six quad shield. Yeah, I mean that's almost. I would think that's obsolete these days. I don't think it's obsolete. If you want to do video, it does a great job. All right, Bob says put it in. So put it in. 
They make uh, <laughs> special cabling for for homes. Yeah. Where your Ethernet and your cable and all of this is uh, in, uh, and your speaker wire is all in one cable. Man, that's pretty handy. Yeah. So oh. you could you know run it from a central location. So out when, to the different rooms. Yeah. So it, think about your TVs and put your Cat six cables and your RG cables in the same spot where your TVs are going to go because you could it'd be nice to hardwire your TVs when you stream. Yeah, especially rather than if you going want to mount one on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Get yeah. that in and Keep advance. that in mind. So yeah. the TVs and the cameras. TVs and cameras is where I'm going, but I haven't thought about it for more than, like, what, you've been on the phone for about two minutes? Well, I, um, I know they provide one ring-like doorbell for the front door. They provide it? The, yes, that's included in the... Uh, in the. There might be a monthly cost for it. Check out Skybell. I put one in for my home, and it, it's just you pay for it once, and the rest of it's free. Oh, okay. And I installed it myself. Yeah. Okay, well, I can do that if the wiring's there. So I, yeah, you'll have you'll have low voltage wiring there for a doorbell. Okay. So if I pre-wire for the for the cameras, any potential cameras, yep. and the TVs, yep. uh, and and uh, for the computer, maybe for if you want to do the computer, sure, it's nice. It's always good to be hardwired. It always works. If you know you're going to have a fixed computer or a fixed laptop that's not going to move around, sure. Isn't it also more secure, hardwired than? It is, but you're going to have wireless. I guarantee you're going to have wireless. That so doesn't really matter. If the moment you offer wireless to your your home, it's there. You're done, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so your security, any any security you're trying to improve is now available, and somebody can try to hack the wireless signal. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tom. All right. Well, that helps. Thanks very much. You're welcome, sir. Yep. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. When I say hack the wireless signal, it's a lot easier to just send you an email and ask you for the information these days. So, quote unquote, hacking the wireless signal, I don't think is a very popular thing. Not to as do. easy as it used to be. It's not. <laughs> there are definitely some, uh, I guess, failures in some of the keys that are out there. The encryption keys, WPA, and all that stuff has uh, been. Well, they got to be within range of your home for, to start with. Right. So, some creepy person's walking around your home. That's your first first clue. That's called war driving. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Four lines open. We're here till 11 o'clock. Dr. Alessi's going to be coming up next, giving you a second opinion health advice. But we have enough time to take a couple calls. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, I want to thank you guys all for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. We have four lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. But while you wait... I did tell you uh, before the last show that I was going to be going home and doing a project, <laughs> building something. And as if you listen to the show at all for the last 25 years, you know I'm not handy. I'm the least handy person you'd ever want. I can pick things up and put things down all day long. But putting them together and hoping they stay that way, that's not my forte. So I had to build this metal gazebo, 12 by 16 monstrosity of metal and you know, just ready to cut your hand the drop of a hat. So I get this thing. <laughs> Spend most of the day Saturday after the show, 12 hours on Sunday. And guess what? There's not enough screws. <laughs> I'm short like eight screws. And it's not my fault. It's not. There was, they did not give me enough screws. I actually counted the holes. And then what was on those pieces of cardboard that come, which they actually give you a count for. There's more holes and screws. Well, they're supposed to give you a, a sheet that tells you yep. how many items are in, in the kit. And there wasn't enough. So you must have been missing a part. 
Well, my, my shipment came busted open. There's nothing like shipping, you know, these things in these two huge boxes always busted open. So I'm missing the screw. So I reached out to the manufacturer and spoke to a nice guy named Boyd. And uh, he's going to be shipping me the screws. They're on their way. I should see him on Monday. The reason I bring it up, though, you have a little power these days as a consumer because I started raiding this uh, gazebo on Amazon because that's where I bought it. Amazon confirms that I did, and now your rating is live. And I actually commented, well, we'll see how long it'll, uh, what my rating will be based on whether or not I get my screws because <laughs> I can't finish the silly thing. Um, but it is an interesting thing. I mean, the pictures were the, – the pictures, the, the instructions were just pictures. <laughs> oh, we were talking about that. Yeah. Pictures and no words. No <laughs> words, just pictures. And these silly – components of this gazebo made in china it was it was made in china um but you you have these these roof trusses and you're looking at them they all you swear you swear they all look alike but oh, no. they're not <laughs> for some reason a couple of them didn't have holes that needed to have holes and by the time you realize it cuz I'm a dingling I don't put stuff together very often but by the time I would contend a lot of people are going to make this mistake but by the time you realize it you cannot take this thing down you've already invested too many hours in getting them in the spots so you bust out the drill <laughs> and you make your own holes my wife is shaking her head saying oh no no, don't let Eric drill anything. But I did, and it worked. So far, so far, so good. I hope it stands and doesn't, you know, doesn't fall over someday. But I'm waiting for my my screws. But the moral of the story is, you do have some power, I think, because Boyd knows. Boyd asked me, "Hey, what's your Amazon number?" And he probably knew that my my uh, review was out there. And those reviews are looked at. I looked at the reviews before I bought the uh, the gazebo in the first place. And I watched the videos, did everything I could to try to make sure I wasn't going to screw it up. And I still screwed it up. Uh, but the point is, you have a little power, I think, as a consumer, which is kind of nice. Um, in the old days, you'd just be all by yourself. You'd go buy the thing and bring it back home. And then who are you going to complain to? So the drone must have dropped your packages. There's <laughs> <laughs> a huge hole in the box. I'm looking at it saying, I just shook my head knowing. I mean, there's literally, there's like 800 screws. To put this thing together. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of screws, Bob. Yeah. And your gazebo's not screwed. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. So that's kind of neat. So I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely uh, Saturday morning. Mike G has posted everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. So that you don't have to remember the websites we recommend. They're all there for you. You can go over to the live links area. They're all there for you. And, of course, if you go to the archive links, you can look at past links. Of course, we're broadcast on the stream. Over at radio.com. Over at, you can get us from WTIC.com. You can find us from computertalkwithtab.com. We have our podcasts, which are available to you all the time if you want to listen to us wherever you are. Um, feel free to download the podcasts. And, of course, if you follow us on Facebook, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, all the links that we talk about will get into your news feed. You don't have to remember them. You don't have to Google them. These are, these are links that we know work and are, are safe. So, uh Feel free to get the information there. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter after you're checking out what the president's talking about, we're there, too, over at Tab Computer Sys. So I want to thank you guys. See you next week. t 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.